Yeah! Once again, you already know what it is, and you already know where you have reached the number one up-and-coming professional wrestling podcast, the number one up-and-coming professional boxing podcast, the number one mixed martial arts podcast anywhere in the world. Broadcast right here from New York City, heard in all 50 states and internationally, this is the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Podcast, and I am your host, Sean Hubbard. What up, yo? We in the building, man, with another big-time episode coming off the heels of a tremendous boxing pay-per-view, Tyson versus Jones on Fight TV, on Triller. It was a really, really good show. And we're here to recap that awesome pay-per-view from just a few hours ago. Before we get into that, though, i got to remind all my listeners of one thing and one thing only, and that is for your web development and web platforming needs, there's only one place to go, and that's Hotprayer.com. Web development, web platforming, make sure your business pops on the internet in the best possible way. That's H-A-A-S-C-R-E-A.com. That's Hotprayer.com. Because we love tech. I know y'all feeling that old school evolution theme right there. You know what I'm saying? A little WWE swag before we get into our boxing stuff. You know what I'm saying? Feel that. Yeah, let's get into the show though, man. Yeah, real happy to be with y'all again on this Sunday morning. God bless everybody out there. Uh, prayers up and continued, uh, you know, continued good energy being sent out there as we go through this pandemic together. God willing, I believe we're going to get through this together. And we're going to be better because of it, even though it's a very tough time. Got to stay uh, with a good frame of mind. So with that being said, welcome once again to the Hubbard Wrestling Geek Podcast. I'm the founder and host of this show, Sean Hubbard, and I'm really excited to bring you another big time episode, another bonus episode. Last week, Thanksgiving Eve, we brought you a preview show for Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. And today, the morning after Tyson versus Jones, I'm calling this Breakfast with Hubbard, the Jones-Tyson recap. And we're going to go over the whole card, talk about the spectacle, talk about how they did things at the Staples Center, talk about the announced team, the whole nine yards. We're going to get right into it. Man, we talked about last week, we talked about last week the importance of these two gentlemen coming out and putting on a good show. Because everybody knew that the idea of an exhibition, or at least this was my opinion as a journalist and as a fan, the idea of an exhibition obviously was something that kind of made me feel like it wasn't going to be a hard-fought contest. It was going to be something that might be a little bit boring to watch. But I got to admit, I felt like both these gentlemen came out and put on a good show. And I felt like they showed the world why they were the two best in the world at one point. And I feel like they came out and they showed the world that they're still competitive and in shape. Uh, I think Tyson was a little, little better shape than... Um, Roy Jones Jr. was, but both put on a good show. You can see that ferociousness of Mike Tyson with those big left hooks and those big right uppercuts. You can see the flamboyant swag of Roy Jones, you know, a little bit, you know, turning back the clock a little bit. I remember the James Tony fight I talked about in the preview show back from 1994, that kind of like, you know, dance and prance style that he showed last night. It was really cool. It was nice to see. We're going to go down the parameters of the entire card. First of all, the announced team. I want to say that I think all three or actually four guys that were on the announced team last night did a really good job. First and foremost, the host, Mario Lopez. Shout out to Mario Lopez, the host of Extra. Some of you 
older cats out there might remember him as a star of Saved by the Bell, but more recently, definitely the host of Extra, a, a major Hollywood name, hosting last night's festivities. I think he did a really good job introducing all the musical acts as well as the boxers and the fighters. We had um, Snoop Dogg come out and do a great performance of his old school music. He was also very comedic and very funny as an, a fourth analyst on the announced team. Morinello is quickly becoming a national treasure as it relates to play-by-play uh, -play announcing. He did a tremendous job. Um, you had the uh, Hall of Famer, Sugar Ray Leonard, come out and, and do a, a pretty good job on announcing as well. And the middleweight champion of the world of the UFC, Israel Adesanya, came out and added a little bit of new school swag to the announced team. I felt like all four guys uh, did a really good job working together. Obviously, Leonard, Ranello, and Adesanya uh, worked together for most of the evening. And then you had a couple of fights that were announced by the one and only Snoop Lion, Snoop Dogg, you know, the dog father, whatever you want to call him, you know, the, the hip-hop icon, uh, Snoop Doggy Dogg was in the building. So listen, we're going to go down the parameters of the card, and we're going to talk about a couple of elements of the evening. It took place live from the Staples Center. Once again, it was uh, brought to you by Fight TV. Shout out to all the team over there at Fight TV, Joel, and all those guys over there doing a tremendous job. It was also brought to you by Triller. Uh, very cool um, production that they put on last night live on pay-per-view. You had Mike Tyson, 50 wins, 6 losses with 44 knockouts going up against Roy Jones Jr., 66 wins, 9 defeats, 47 wins by way of knockout. Roy Jones, the former four-division world champion. Mike Tyson, the former two-time and youngest heavyweight champion in the history of boxing. And they went one-on-one -on -one in the main event. But before the main event, we had a few undercard matches. And we had something that took place on the free pre-show that took place. I watched the pre-show as well. It was a really entertaining um, situation that took place. First of all, they brought out French Montana. French Montana did his thing. Ain't worried about nothing. Play, I ain't worried about nothing. Good show. Good show put on by French Montana to open up the, the night's festivities. And then we had uh, Edward Vasquez versus... Erwin Gonzalez Jr., and it was a really hotly contested fight. Um, I felt like Gonzalez Jr. won the fight, but the referee, or I should say the judges, saw things a little bit differently, and Edward Vasquez came out on top with a split decision victory in the eight-round fight, I believe keeping uh, Edward Vasquez undefeated in his professional career. So that was uh, a hotly contested way to open up the evening. That took place on free television, on free the free Triller Fight TV pre-show before the actual pay-per-view began. As the night began on pay-per-view, we had Jermaine Ortiz going up against Suleiman Sagawa, and Ortiz pretty much dominated the fight. He 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 kept he kept Sagawa at bay with the jab. Uh, Sagawa was game. He fought back, caught Ortiz with a couple of good shots. But at the end of the day, Jermaine Ortiz was just too much for Sagawa, eventually knocking him out in the seventh round with a technical knockout victory. Uh, we had YG in the building performing some of his music. You know what I'm saying? Snoop Dogg, like I said before, had a, a really good um, performance of some of his old school music. You know what I'm saying? It was cool. It was a really cool pay-per-view. I love if I could kind of give you guys a little bit of 
a description of how the arena was set up. Uh, it's similar to, for those of you who are familiar with Madison Square Garden, you have Madison Square Garden, the main, the main room, uh, you know, where basketball, boxing matches, things like that take place. And then you also have the Madison Square Garden Theater. Now, if I were to make a guess, I would say that's what that room was at the Staples Center. It was Staples Center, Los Angeles, California. I don't think that they were in the main room where, you know, Kobe and Shaq dominated, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, uh, on the basketball court. I don't think it was that area of the building. It was within the confines of the Staples Center, but I think that they had a separate room that they uh, had uh, used last night for, and it was really a nice job by the production team. They had the arena dark. You had Mauro Ranello, Israel Adesanya, Snoop, and Sugar Ray Leonard off to the side, socially distanced with a nice, cool black background. They were all in their tuxedos, looking sharp, talking, you know, talking boxing, you know, being very professional, very good. Um, you know, Snoop wasn't in no tuxedo. Snoop was chilling. Snoop was swagging out, but he was funny and having a good time. Um, you had these light beam ropes light beam ropes like so imagine like laser beams that look like ropes all around the ring uh behind the backdrop of of the black setting in the arena he, these major video walls with tyson's name and jones name plastered all over them the 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 cold eyes of mike tyson the the focused eyes of roy jones on the the big screen surrounding the ring the ring was extremely small much smaller than a traditional wrestling ring which added to the action in my opinion because when you have a smaller ring, that's less uh, space for somebody like a Roy Jones or somebody who would want to use the ring for their advantage to dance and, 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 and move around the ring. That element was taken away because it was a much, much smaller ring where last night's festivities took place. Um, another musical performance by Wiz Khalifa came out. He did a good job. It was a really cool show, top to bottom. Uh, but again... If the main event fell flat, the pay-per-view, you know, the people at Fight TV, you know what I'm saying, they probably would not have been happy. The paying public would not have been happy. But we'll get to how the main event played out in just a few minutes. Back to the boxing action. Former two-division, two-time world champion Badu Jack faced off against Blake McKernan in a eight-round fight, light heavyweight division. And Badu Jack prove what he is. He's a seasoned professional. I got to give Blake McKernan credit. He did not win one round, but he showed so much heart. He came in in shape. He looked like he was ready. He looked like he was ready to fight. Uh, Badu Jack came in, looked like he was ready to fight. But Badu Jack has some really big things on the horizon in 2021. He's looking for another title shot. He's looking to regain a belt. And he knew that he had to come out tonight on this big stage. It's called a big stage, right? Tyson Jones pay-per-view. Even though it's an exhibition, you know, it's still Tyson and Jones on pay-per-view. And this was a real fight for Badu Jack. And Badu Jack came out and, and proved that he is legitimately still in the game. And even at 37 years old, came out, looked very strong against Blake McKernan. Won every single round. Actually, the scorecards read 80-72, to 72, which is an eight-round to zero wipeout. Uh, again, shout out to Blake McKernan, though. He had a lot of heart, showed a lot of heart. But it was a, a clean sweep for Badu Jack, who won his fight, that fight, by unanimous decision. Now we're getting into the co-feature, the co-main event of the evening. YouTube sensation and 1-0 in professional boxing, Jake Paul, 
going one-on-one with former three-time NBA slam dunk champion, former New York Knicks. Shout out to New York Knicks. I'm a big New York Knicks fan, even though I hope we hope we do better, y'all. But we did draft. We did draft in the 2020 NBA draft the National Player of the Year, the AP Player of the Year. So I'm hoping that we're going to get a little bit better. Shout out to, you know, uh, RJ Barrett and all those guys over in New York. Hopefully we can get it together real soon. But I digress. I digress. Nate Robinson, the former New York Knicks, going up against Jake Paul, YouTube sensation, and you and 1-0 in professional boxing to this point. Nate Robinson was making his professional boxing debut. It wasn't pretty, y'all. <laughs> it wasn't pretty. Nate Robinson came out. He was game. He was game. Um, I think that both fighters, Jake Paul and Nate Robinson, showed that they are, are very green, uh, very young in the game. Obviously, Nate Robinson, 36 years old. Jake Paul, 23 years old. Only one of those guys is truly young in the game of boxing. But when I say both were young in, in this area is the fact that they were both green. They both come with very limited experience. Like I said, Jake Paul, 1-0 in professional boxing, and this was Nate Robinson's professional. I keep saying, did I say professional wrestling or professional boxing? Let me be clear. Jake Paul in his uh, boxing debut was 1-0, and he came in with that one fight of experience. And then Nate Robinson came in with no experience at all. This was his professional boxing debut. And Jake Paul pretty much dominated the first round. They came out. Nate Robinson was throwing jabs very fast, very quick on his feet, as to be expected. He is an athlete. He is a pro athlete. New York Knicks, NBA, Chicago Bulls, NBA, three-on-three, Ice Cube, three-on-three basketball tournament. He's a very athletic guy. Throwing jabs, looking pretty good at times. But the problem was Nate Robinson, every time he threw a punch, he would lead with his head. What I mean by that is, is as he threw, as he would throw a punch, if he threw a left jab, right? If he threw a left jab, he would lead with his head. His head was the only, the thing that came out first. And then when he threw a right, when he came out with an overhand right or with a right hook, his head, his jaw was always exposed. And it wasn't going to be long before Jake Paul, who, like I said, has a little bit more experience with a previous win, a previous professional boxing win. It wasn't going to be too long before Jake Paul, who still has a lot of learning to do, was going to take advantage of Nate Robinson leading with his chin, leading with his jaw as every time he threw a punch. And he caught uh, Nate Robinson as Nate Robinson lunged in for a big left hook. He caught him on the back of the head, almost the back of the head. Now, people might say, if it was the back of the head, that's an illegal punch. Well, it wasn't called an illegal punch. I'd say if I can describe it, he caught him, I'd say, on the side to the back of the neck. I mean, when Jake Paul threw the right hand, right, Nate Robinson was lunging in. So by the time, by the, time the punch landed, it was somewhere close to the back of Nate Robinson's head. But the referee decided that it was a clean punch. Nate Robinson got up on the count of nine. He beat uh, the count by one second and ended up being saved by the bell before uh, Jake Paul could end the fight in the first round, but it wasn't too long, ladies and gentlemen, before, um, the second round began when Nate Robinson did the same thing he was doing. He was leading with his head. He was leading with his jaw, throwing wild punches. And I'll tell you, Jake Paul caught him with a shot that knocked Nate Robinson out cold. It was uncomfortable to watch. I'm not going to lie. It was, it was an entertaining fight. It was full of action. You could tell both guys were inexperienced. 
But there was one guy, Jake Paul, who had just a little bit more professional experience in boxing than Nate Robinson, who was making his debut. And that showed in this particular fight. If Jake Paul, who says he wants to take boxing seriously, is going to take it seriously, he's going to really need to uh, hone his skills, polish his skills, and get a lot better. But for last night, November 28, 2020, Jake Paul did come out and he knocked out Nate Robinson. When I say he knocked out Nate Robinson, he knocked out Nate Robinson cold, face down, similar to Manny Pacquiao versus uh, uh, Juan Ma- uh, Manuel Marquez a few years ago. When, when, if you guys remember when Pacquiao was face down and, and motionless, that's exactly what it was for Nate Robinson last night. We wish Nate Robinson here at Hubbard Wrestling Weekly uh, well. He did get up off the canvas. He did sit on the stool. He looked like he was coherent. But for a few moments, it was a little bit scary there. But we wish Nate Robinson nothing but the best, a full recovery. And for Jake Paul, you know, who knows? He's 2-0 in professional boxing. Let's see where this goes. You know, if he wants to take it seriously, perhaps we'll see him down the road. He is a massive YouTube sensation, but he is taking this boxing game very seriously. And last night showed that he is focused. So he came out, and I got to give credit to Jake Paul also. There was a lot of trash talking leading up to the fight. A lot of trash talking, but Jake Paul was very humble in his victory. He thanked Nate Robinson. He said that he thought that Nate Robinson was a tremendous athlete as a basketball player. He respected Nate Robinson, so very classy by Jake Paul. We wish him well as he continues his path to become a legitimate uh, professional boxer. He's now 2-0, and and to Nate Robinson, who is now 0-1 after his first fight, we wish him a very speedy recovery. So the stage was set. The, the stage was set. <laughs> the stage was set. I'm stumbling over my words. That's how excited I am. The stage was set for the main event of the evening: exhibition bout between the former two-time and youngest heavyweight champion of the world, Mike Tyson, going up against Roy Jones, the former four-division world champion. It was an exhibition. It was an exhibition. But I gotta tell you the truth: it did not disappoint. It was better than I thought it would be. It wasn't a five-star classic. It wasn't, you know, Ali Frazier. You know, it it wasn't the thriller in Manila. It wasn't, you know, Foreman versus uh, Ali and Zaire. You know, it wasn't, I don't know. There's so many fights I could think of. It wasn't Hearns versus Leonard. It wasn't Hagler versus Leonard. But it was good. It was good. Both men, 51 years old, 54 years old, respectively, came out. And put on a good show. Eight rounds, two minute rounds, two minute rounds. That's the key. It wasn't three minute rounds. It was two minute rounds. Um, the main event of the evening: Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. for what they call the WBC uh, Battle Championship. I believe it was called the WBC Battle Championship, and it was a really good fight as in Mike Tyson came out ferocious ferocious Mike Tyson came out and he threw those traditional big time over the top right hands big time right hooks left hooks those massive uppercuts he used to throw Tyson looked good in this fight especially for 54 years old he was in shape he was ready he pushed the pace Roy Jones did seem a little bit uncomfortable during the first few rounds. He came out. He was very much on the defensive. He was very much, you know, kind of on his bicycle. Like I said, the ring was small. 
The ring was smaller, so he did not have the opportunity to move around the ring like he normally would. But with the WBC Frontline belt, Battle Belt on the line, that's what it's officially called, the WBC Frontline Battle Belt on the line. Very cool, by the way. They imprinted the words Black Lives Matter on the belt. I thought that was really dope, really cool. Um, shout out to you know, the decision makers, uh, I guess the, the WBC for making that decision. That was really cool. Um, so with this belt on the line, on pay-per-view, look, you got to remember, these guys are still fighters, right? And they do not want to be embarrassed. And Mike Tyson said in his pre-match interview, he was coming out to throw punches with bad intention. So that means he was coming out to, to knock out Roy Jones. And he, he went for it. Big time body shots that Roy Jones would say in his post-fight interview did hurt him very much. A lot of those big classic left hooks, a lot of those big classic uppercuts. Mike Tyson pushed the pace. The old head movement looked like it was back. It was strong. But I'd say about halfway through the fight, Roy Jones kind of had himself. He was in a situation where Roy Jones was physically, I'm not going to lie, Roy Jones was physically out of breath. He was spent. But he put it together in a way that made it respectable. He danced. He did some of those old school Roy Jones jump punches that you guys remember. I don't know if you guys remember jump punches. Back in the day with Roy Jones Jr., if you don't look it up, look up Roy Jones' jump punch. Really cool. He did that kind of like, you know, he did a little bit of Ali shuffle in there. Snoop Dogg was going crazy on commentary. Everybody was having a good time. And Israel Adesanya, the, the, the UFC middleweight champion of the world, said it best. He said, these two guys came out and showed that they still got it. They're not as fast as they once were. They're not as strong as they once were but they still have enough to put on a good show. And that's what they did. I don't like the fact that the fight was called a draw. <laughs> I don't like the fact that the fight was called a draw. I thought that Mike Tyson pushed the pace. I felt like Mike Tyson was the aggressor. I felt like even though Roy Jones, like I just said, put on a lot of good signs that he was in the fight, Mike Tyson did push the pace. I scored the fight five rounds to three in favor of Mike Tyson, but the unofficial judges, they say there were unofficial judges, uh, ruled the fight a draw. I think that's more of a publicity thing, but that's just my opinion. But either way, very impressive. For the, the price point of $49.99, I think it would have been worth it. I think it was worth it. I think they came out and they showed that they're still uh, strong, still relatively quick, and still worth paying for it. Would, would you pay the traditional $70, $80 that you're going to end up paying probably for Garcia versus Spence? Probably not. But at a $50 price point with all the added attraction of the concert going, you know, had like a, you had a Snoop concert, you had a French Montana concert with Khalifa, YG, so many different artists were out there. You had Snoop on commentary, you had the, the, the UFC uh, middleweight champ Israel Adesanya on commentary. You had Mauro Ranello. You had Sugar Ray Leonard. You had Mario Lopez. It, you had lasers and 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 smoke and 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 you know cool elements of visual production. It was a good show. It was a very very good show. Uh, I'm proud of Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. for coming out and showing the world that they had the courage to do this. I'm also proud that they fought for real. It was a real fight. It was really competitive. And I'm more importantly than that, I'm thankful and very, very happy that neither man was seriously injured. Once again, big shout out and a get well soon to Nate Robinson. He was knocked out in the previous fight. But other than that, it seemed like it was nothing but competitive, strong, 
fights. Also, big shout out once again. I want to go back to the the second fight of the night, or the third fight, I should say, Blake McKernan, who got pretty much dominated by Badu Jack. Get well to him. He didn't get knocked out, but he got dominated and beat up pretty bad. So the only two fighters of the evening who I felt like really had a really rough time, um, you know, Suleiman Tagawa got uh, taken out by Jane, uh, by Jermaine Ortiz by TKO, um, but it wasn't a brutal knockout. It was just a dominating knockout. Um, Badu Jacks dominated Blake McKernan the entire fight. It, that kind of got brutal, especially in the eighth and final round. And then you had the Jake Paul knockout of Nate Robinson, which was pretty hard to watch. So we hope he's well soon. But as far as all that leading up to Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones, Jones and Tyson did their thing for 51 and 54 years old. They showed up and they showed out. And I'm very proud of both of them and very happy that no one was seriously injured in that fight. So with that being said, man, we're about to wrap this thing up. I want to thank um, Fight TV, Joel, and that whole staff over there for everything they're doing. I want to thank um, my parents. You know, shout out to my parents. Uh, I love you guys. To my entire family, uh, for all those who are supporting me in my uh, my dream and, and, and creating this podcast and doing everything that I'm doing and this media company. And, and it's really exciting because, uh, you know, when you work hard and you put your, your heart and soul into something, God will really bless you. So. I want to thank uh, God first and, and thank my family and friends and all those and, and all of you. You know, you guys are family and friends, too. Uh, everybody who's listening, man, um, had thousands, thousands of people listen to my preview show. I hope those numbers are the same for the for the recap I'm doing right now. And uh, I'm really excited about the future. I'm really excited about the future of boxing. I'm really excited about the future of professional wrestling. I feel like, you know, um, things are going to get better there. I'm, I'm really excited about mixed martial arts. I mentioned Israel Adesanya a few times uh, on this particular show as a commentator, but Israel Adesanya is the best middleweight uh, mixed martial artist in the world. I'm really excited to see what he's going to be doing in the mixed martial arts game. You know, a lot of exciting things coming up. We got Garcia versus Spence coming up on pay-per-view this Saturday night. So we got a lot of good things happening. Um, Shout out to my New York Giants playing football today. They have a chance to be in first place if we win. Unbelievable. Um, I'm just giving y'all a little bit of insight, man. I, I love my Giants. I love my Knicks. I love my New York Mets. So we'll see what happens with all of those teams. But wherever you are and however you may list, be listening, I salute you. I thank you. God bless you all. Be safe. Wear your mask. Um, stay prayerful. Stay hopeful. And God willing, come 2021, we'll be be able to look pat, look back on 2020 and say, you know, by the grace of God, we got through a very tough year. And uh, God willing, the pandemic will be over really soon and we'll be able to get back to our normal lives. But I've learned in life, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm very eager to get back to normal life. I admit that I'm very eager to get back to normal life. I'm very eager to get past this pandemic. But one thing I have learned. So big shout out to my family. Big shout out to my friends. Um, You know, I had a conversation with my family yesterday, my, my parents and my aunt and my cousin and all that stuff on Zoom. And we were talking about how eager we are to get back to regular life. But one thing that we have to remember is that it's all under God's watch. It's all God's plan. And when it's going to be over, it'll be over. So let's be patient, but also let's be prayerful. That's That's the key for the day. Let's be patient and let's be prayerful and let's keep the faith that we will get through this together. For anyone who's lost someone due to this terrible disease or lost someone in general, uh, my deepest condolences. Uh, I'm praying for you and your families. 
Black Lives Do Matter. Let's show peace. Let's uh, end racial inequality forever. And let's embrace racial equality forever. Uh, let's be uh, kind, generous, and loving to our neighbor. And let's treat people the way we want to be treated. And I believe if we do that, everything else will fall into place. With that being said, God bless. We'll talk to you down the road. We'll be bringing you some new content really, really soon on HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com. Make sure you check out HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com, the actual website, Hub Wrestling Weekly on TikTok. Over 200,000 views in just a few short weeks. Thank you so much. Appreciate you guys. Make sure you Google and look up Hubbard Wrestling Weekly on YouTube, where you'll find this show you're listening right now. And uh, we're going to go from there. Peace, love, God bless, and stay encouraged, all right? It's your boy, Sean Hubbard. This is the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Podcast. We'll check you next time. Peace.